I walked past a barking dog a couple days ago. No reaction. His hackles didn't even go up. Such an improvement. I'm so glad. Awesome. Sir Bugart, that just that's code word for you're doing a lot of good work. Nice. So good job. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory. Grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Yeah! <laughs> hey, everybody. How are you? Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training and the lovely Joelle here for the Hello. What Would Jeff Do show on this lovely Wednesday, Wednesday evening. Happy birthday to Joelle. Very nice day. It was a great day. Good. Um, hey, everybody. That we're stream now. We're streaming live on Facebook because we're using new software. We're streaming live on YouTube, and then for the twenty or so podcast that listens to it, do listens to it, listens to us. Thank you so much. Sound like a broken really, record. Really, really appreciate it. Um, uh, someone that did post a question earlier about the replays. The way the replays work is um, after this show streams, it gets taken down from Facebook. It gets taken down from YouTube, and then it re -go gets, goes, re re goes back up on YouTube as a um, – we have to make, like, an intro and an outro and some put some credits in there and things like that. Fancy YouTube So, stuff. yeah. So, we want to we make sure we do that. Um, this is a Q&A show. You ask a question, I give an answer. You're going to hear me use the word punishment a lot. The reason why I use the word punishment, because the What Would Jeff Do show historically is people getting on the show that are struggling with their dog – and they're like, how do I stop this? Mm -hmm. Not too many people will ask us, how do I teach down or place or things like that? It's like, how do I stop fill in the blank? And those right. are usually some pretty serious behaviors. Um, um, we're at the training center right now. The training center, um, we're book solid. You know, COVID has not um, hurt that at all. If anything, it probably has increased it because people are home with their dogs and they realize what dicks they are. And they're like, let me sign up for that, that boarding train. Also, I did a video. Sure. Um, on how not to um, uh, create a um, how not to create a uh, separation anxiety dog post COVID. So whatever your lifestyle was pre COVID with your dog, if you like create it for a while, if you do certain things for a while, you should make sure that you you keep you keep doing that. Where are the I'm so confused because there's a bunch that aren't showing up on here. Mm, I'm not sure. Click all. Yes, it's all. Hmm. Okay, so read from there. All right. Okay, um, and then let's read the questions. All right. Melissa, good evening. Jeff, Joelle, and everyone in the chat. Hey, good evening. Hey, How Melissa. are you? Kathy B said hi, everyone. Hello. Truck driver, dog guy. What up, J&J? Stubborn bull mastiff, separation anxiety, barks when I leave the truck. I've corrected as high as 85. All seems to do is change his bark from loud and low to high and squeal. What would Jeff do? So it goes from barking low to high and squeal. Well, the high and squeal is usually um, the correction, right? Because after he corrects it, right? Or is that just without the correction? That's with the correction. With the correction. So he's gone as high as an 85. Right. So that's usually, that usually, you know what it is? We're only getting Facebook comments and we're not getting YouTube comments. So and weird. Yeah. Today is really, really weird. Maybe I did something wrong. Nope. There we go. Now they're maybe starting to come in. Maybe we just a little, yep, there they go. Okay. So let's go back to this. Um, something just not yet. Yeah, there they all are. There they are. There yeah. they are. All right. So maybe we're just a little bit behind. Okay. Um, so 
um, what I would do is you might want to find something in between, mm. you know, find something in between. So um, stopping barking, there shouldn't be an art to it, but there can be an art to it where you've got to be like, what's the right level to make you stop barking? And sometimes you got to get it right before you like know when they're gonna you right. can, like, see it. Right. You got you see it coming and uh, make sure you, you, all, you also maybe say no beforehand. Um, uh, experiment, experiment. Next. Lori, hi, J&J. How has your day been? Have a great evening. No, I think it's been very productive. Very, very, very productive. productive day. A lot of brainstorming. Um, uh, believe it or not, this whole COVID thing has been great for us um, as far as we're going to be forming a new company. We'll be announcing that soon. Um, it's, around the, it's in the realm of the social media spectrum, um, helping other small businesses with their social media, um, uh, pr producing content. Uh, they, it's their content. We just put it together. We'll talk more about that um, probably next week. Um, uh, we're really excited about our online learning that we're doing on how to use Splice. I'm mm. um, excited about our seminar sit-down videos. Just excited about a lot of things. Yeah. Um, we had a dog go home today. Ranger went home today. Another dog comes in tomorrow. Um, two more dogs leave this weekend. And then next week, I think two or three dogs come in. So um, right now we're doing really, really well. So things are fantastic. And it's uh, starting to get really nice outside. Yeah. So things are good. Next. Elsie, I already read that. Kianda, um, hello. I got tons of questions today. Okay, well, one at a time. And if you overtake the um, uh, the feed, I'll tell you to shut up and do a Skype. So go ahead. Russ said, happy birthday, He's Joel. wasted one of them. Thanks, Russ. <laughs> Thanks, Holding Russ. on dog training. Happy Wednesday to both of you. Looking forward to a great show. Thank you, Ashley. Randy Smith, hello, J&J. &J. Happy birthday, Joel. Hey, Randy. Thanks, Randy. Michelle Anderson, good evening, Jeff and Joel. Hope everyone is having a great week. Things are going fantastic. It's really weird about like this have a great week thing. It's like there's no really days of the week here. No. Well, first of all, thank you so much. We're not discounting your praise. I mean, but it's just like it's just like so interesting. It's just like what day is it? I don't even know. I didn't even know what month it was. Like you keep saying June for some reason. Yeah, I know. It's not because I want it to be June. It's, it's like I actually I actually thought cold. it was June. Next. Um, Sabrina, happy birthday, Joelle. Oh, that's so thank nice. you. Blessing. Take more juice. A dog I'm working with is very nervous and fearful, but will run up to someone showing no fear and will start vocalizing and going for the ankles and feet. The dog is small. How would you explain this behavior? Well, the way I would explain the behavior is this. It's a biting dog. Now, the nervous and the fearfulness is the go going up in the biting of the uh, of it is it it might bite not not be as nervous as you think. You might be misinterpreting the dog. Um, now we do have dogs like Dodie who came in that, that Rottweiler, you know, uh, mm -hmm. um, um, at the end of the leash, you know, coming, you know, wanting to come at me, but I've got a feeling if the leash was released, he would have just stood his ground. And, and if I would have gotten closer, he probably would have just hightailed it and ran. Or if I would have stomped on the ground, he probably would have hightailed it and ran because he's actually a nervous dog underneath. Yeah. So nervous and fearful dog, Dakota and Blessing, what I would do is I would hold that dog super accountable. I would consider that a biting dog. You know, you own, it's a, you know, you're working with a biting dog. So I would actually hold that dog accountable. Start with all your basics, how you go into a crate, how you go out of a crate. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking firm, firm. That Use that opportunity, that leverage right there for firmness. When you go through a threshold, don't go rushing through. Um, I don't know what stage of obedience you're on, but hold that dog accountable for obedience. Don't let the fear um, get you to hold back. Next. Um, Michelle said, happy birthday, Joelle. Thanks, Michelle. Yesenia, hi, J&J, &J, and Melissa. Hope you all are well. 
um, Blessing said, I don't think it's dominance aggression because the dog is very fearful, but I can't think of another reason other than being poorly socialized. Okay, so so do, do this. Let's forget about why the dog is doing it and just fix it. And a lot of times people want to know the why, and I'm a bite. Trust me, I'm a huge Simon Sinek fan, and it's like find your why. Like, trust me, I'm a huge Simon Sinek fan. But when it comes to dog training, it's like, yes, you sort of sometimes want to know why the dog is like something, but not to the point where it's like you're going to over analysis paralysis. It's like I know how to stop biting dog. Mm -hmm. You make the act of biting suck. Oh, you're afraid. Oh well, mm -hmm. you guess you still have to stop biting. Also, the dog should be on a leash. The dog should not be running up to anybody. So if that dog runs up to anybody, it should get a pretty high correction. Next. Um, Dar said, happy birthday, Joelle. You all keep going, and that is great. Yes, Thanks. we are. We're going stronger than ever. Next. Sarah Bug Art said, hey, everyone. Hey, Sarah. Kionda, while toileting my dog today, I dropped the leash, and my dog ran off to where we play fetch, which is across a parking lot. Do you correct for that? And hi, thanks. So this is the thing, Kianda. Um, if your dog knows recall, you would correct for that. If your dog does not know recall, you can't correct for that because you didn't teach your dog recall. When you finally get to your dog, you don't yell and scream at all because mm -hmm. it's your fault. So own, on, own that. You drop the leash. Your dog is an opportunist, as most dogs are. So what I would do is keep that dog on a long line and um, uh, work that dog on recall and role play the hell out of that scenario. You could correct high if the dog did recall and if it didn't listen. Um, next. Gretchen, happy birthday, Joelle. Thank, thank you, you. Gretchen. Okay, Meredith, <laughs> taking my thank yous now. Just kidding, you can say thank you for me if you'd like. That's okay, I won't. Joelle says thank you. Joelle says thank you. <laughs> Meredith. <laughs> My fence board is a pasture with my LGD that comes up and fence fights with my dog. My dog fights back and gets her jaw stuck in the fence. Yep. So a serious issue. Should I use the e-collar? Yeah. So this is the thing. You can't control your neighbor's dog, but you can control what your dog does in reaction to it. Mm -hmm. So I live in the city. I'm surrounded by six dogs. They all bark. Every single fucking one of them. And some of them bark loud and late. And my dogs are not allowed to bark back. I would correct my dogs for that. So ironically, if you stop your dog from fence fighting, that other dog might go, well, that's no fun. It's no fun anymore. There goes that game. I think I'll like go take a shit somewhere. <laughs> Next. <laughs> oh, Jasmine, advice for a nervous dog. Her obedience and leash manners are very good. But certain things spook her in new places and she wants to flee. Mostly in indoor situations and rarely outdoors. So when you have a dog that's nervous around certain environmentals, what you want to do is we do, do something called flooding with guidance. Flooding with guidance. And what flooding with guidance is, is flooding is just like literally throwing your dog out and letting it figure it out by itself. And we're not a big, we're not a big fan of that at all. But flooding with guidance is, I'm here with you. Don't worry. I'm going to work you through this stuff. And if anybody does any PTSD um, uh, work at all, what they're doing right now is they're doing a lot of the VR technology and they're actually recreating certain scenarios in that person's life that that um, uh, that they're struggling with, but, they're, but there's somebody next to them guiding them. 
And the feedback from that alone, it's only been going on, I think, for a couple of years. So there's not enough, possibly enough, enough data yet. But the feedback alone is it's going much better than talk therapy. It's going much better than talk therapy with medication. It's going really, really well. So that's, in a way, flooding with guidance. We're like, oh, your struggles with this? We're going to freaking put VR technology glass, you know, VR technology on you. And we're going to freaking throw it right in your face. Mm. And But we're going to walk you through it. We're going to walk you through it. So yeah. next. Um, Jenny, hello, J&J. Happy birthday, Joelle. Thank you. How can I help a dog become more comfortable socializing? I can't take him to daycare because within 10 minutes he's afraid and I get called to come get him. So, Jenny, this is the thing. That's the daycare's responsibility. Sorry. That's on them to figure it out. So any decent daycare could figure it out. Even if they have to like, you know what? You're good for 10 minutes and now we're going to put you in a crate for a little bit. And it's not bad dog going to crate. It's like, you got your 10 minutes in. Now let's move you out. And then we'll move you back in. And then we'll move you out. And maybe they're not advocating for that dog. So maybe they're not, you know, that dog goes to daycare and it gets surrounded by five dogs. It should get surrounded by no dogs. And I don't want to know where the daycare place is. Please don't tell me. Because it's not about a particular place. It's about a particular philosophy. All I care about is the philosophy. And then also the skill set of the person that's incorporating the philosophy as well. But but it's the philosophy. Next. Kelly, hope you guys are having a great night. I'm having a hard time finding the working level for my golden doodle e-collar. I've tried five and he responds physically to the boost, which is 25. Any advice? Okay, Stop. Kelly, you need to educate yourself on how to use the e-collar better. Get it off boost. Don't use boost. Okay, forget boost. In fact, set your collar up. You're going to disagree with this, but set your collar up as the black button is M and the red button is C. So boost is off and you will mistakenly hit it. Okay. Then what I want you to do is put the collar on nice and snug here or here. Start at level three. Tap. Quiet. No environmentals going on. Tap. Okay. And then six. Tap. Seven. Tap. And when you start seeing that dog go. Looking around like it's got a bug landing okay. on it. Oh, or the ears twitch. The dog feels it. Now you have to actually train the dog, though. A lot of people will say, yeah, I know that the dog feels it because I can see the neck muscles moving, but the dog's not doing anything. I'm like, well, you still got to train the dog. Right. It's just a communication device. Still got to train. You know what I mean? So um, that's that's the issue. So get off a of boost. Next. Um, Sarah Bug Art, happy birthday, Joelle. I hope you've had a good day. Thanks, Sarah. I have. It's been a great day. Now it bumped you to the bottom. I know. Sorry, guys. We're having technical difficulties. Like Morgan, um, for a while, I thought there was something wrong with my dogs because we would go out for our exercise at the park or on a hike, and the rest of the day, they would just hang out and sleep. Then I realized that they were just good, calm dogs. And we finally got to the point of absolute calmness instead of crazy dogs running around anxious all the time. Happy birthday, Joelle. Yeah. So, Morgan, I'm glad you finally came to that realization. Like, right now, we've got five dogs in here. Five dogs. And they're all in place. Snoozing. And right now, or after the show at 8 o'clock, and we do last rotation, and I get up at 4. So, they've been up for a while. A.M. Right now, it, it, we usually finish last rotation at 8.20. We could go on a hike. We can go swimming, and they'd be up and ready to go. But right now, there's nothing to do. 
or we can sit and do a four hour podcast and they wouldn't move. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're only good till 820. They'd be good till midnight if they needed to be good till midnight. And it's literally, Morgan, what you've done is created an on-off switch, which is fantastic. And congratulations. Kionda, ha, got it, Jeff. When training kennel up, do you teach kennel up and then down, or is it one whole command? You set, you teach kennel up and then come out, kennel up and then come out, and you teach down outside of the kennel, and then you and then you combine the two. Next. Sorry, I'm yawning. Mm, Andy Rose. question bored you, I guess. I'm like not even tired. I don't know why I'm yawning. Happy birthday, gorgeous. Hope you're having an awesome day. Thank you. I am. It's been a really good day. Melissa posted the link to Skype with Jeff. Actually, we're not even calling them Skypes anymore. They're one-on-one -on -one consoles because we've switched we switched to a different platform. The platform that we're on right now, actually, to StreamYard. Yeah. I'm really, really enjoying it. StreamYard. StreamYard, yes. Did I say StreamYard? You keep saying yes, StreamYard. Um, actually, I typed in StreamYard to look for it and to sign up. So um, I'm really, really enjoying this platform. Um, I've been, uh, it's been fantastic so far. Next. Yes, and yes, and happy birthday, Joelle. Thank you. Dorsey, I have a question about how dogs react to the prong. Once you put the collar on them for the first time, won't the dog not let you put it on the next day because they'll remember how it felt? So somebody asked this exact same question on one Monday show. Yeah. The literally word for word, the exact same question, word for word. And the answer is the answer is no. The answer is the dog will be fine. It doesn't hurt the dog. You're not hurting the dog. It's like that's like me saying once the dog gets a martingale collar on it, once the dog puts a harness on it, won't it not want to do it because of the way it felt? So no, the answer is. And that's what that was the answer on Monday. Next. Amy, hi guys. Golden puppy that eats very fast and gives you the stink eye. But four-year-old touched puppy while chewing on a piece of cardboard and barked at the child. Signs of trouble. What's the best approach to avoid a problem? So signs of trouble, question mark. Yes, that is a major sign of trouble. Your dog is eventually going to probably bite that child. So number one, rule number one is this. And a four-year-old is able to do this because I've got seven kids and I understand their, their, their learning capabilities at what age. So your four-year-old is to be told in a very friendly, firm voice to never, ever, ever touch the dog or go even close to the dog when it's eating something or chewing on something, ever, okay? Number two, teach that dog the out command, which means whatever's in your mouth, you put it out and you move away from it. So physically, you remove it and mentally, you move away. And then you are going to teach your child how to say the out command, but you're going to make sure your child does not overuse it or take advantage of its new superpowers. And you'll see Angelo do that with almost every dog on the property here. Next. Grace, what are some tips for using daily food for training for raw fed dogs out in public? At home, I mix the meal in a bowl and mm. wear a glove to give the reward. Thanks. It's very, very common to do. We're on a spoon. They actually make, first of all, you can dehydrate your own raw. So take the raw, spread it on a cookie pan on wax paper, stick it in the oven for 200 degrees, let it like sort of cook and harden a little bit, take it out, cut it up into little squares. Now you got your own raw, your own raw little kibble. They also sell like dehydrated raw already done. Next. Um, Lauren says, new here. 
Welcome. Oh, welcome, Lauren. Blessing. I blasted him on the e-collar and dialed up so fast I broke the knob and the e-collar tech is sending me a replacement. LOL. The dog is highly trained, beautiful obedience, and off-leash reliability. So two separate things. There's good behavior and then there's also good obedience. So what you need to do is, but you also said the dog is nervous and fearful. So what you want to do is work the dog, leverage its obedience to get it over fear. So if it's that nervous and fearful, find the Achilles heel that makes that dog break command and prove it through that and start holding that dog accountable around the thing that makes it break command because it's so afraid. So you need to start, you need to start looking for cracks in the dog's training. The dog has cracks in its training. Because if it's a nervous, fearful dog, it's going to want to flee when it feels afraid or nervous. And then you work the dog through that. Also, don't be deceived by physical obedience as a trick. I'm not saying you're teaching the dog a trick. Is it really fully understand the obedience command? Because there's nothing in it for them other than they've been told to do it. Next. Ronnie, nine-month-old GSD is scared of other dogs when on leashed walks. If other dogs in yard start barking, when we walk by, he pulls me, and once out of the area, he is fine. So what I want you to do, Ronnie, is, is go across the street with the dog. I'm not sure what you're walking the dog on, and you're walking the dog on a prong collar, possibly, which you should, which you, I would. He's a German Shepherd dog, and that makes the most sense, all dogs, but especially German Shepherd. And what I want you to do is start across the street, and I want you to start healing that dog even, you know, not when it's by this other dog, healing it all the time. And then what I want you to do is I want you to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until the neighbor who owns that barking dog comes out with either a shotgun or threatens to call the police or screams and yells at you that you're being an annoyance. And what you're going to do is you're going to do a variable speed walking. Okay. You're going to walk really slow, like really, really, really slow. All right. And then you're going to go turn around, walk back, walk back, get closer, get farther, go slow, go fast. Next. <coughs> Choking. Um, Sabrina, let Frozone's training lapse to show the enablers in my family. Now I'm stuck with an a-hole, but without the original fear, LOL. That's good. That's one way to do it, Sabrina. Cassie, Black Lab, he's two years, three months old. Still has a chewing issue when outside in the backyard unattended. I haven't been the best at exercising him well. Is this something he needs to still outgrow? Well, you've got a dog that's 27 months old. How much longer are we going to wait for this to, for the dog to outgrow? How long ago did someone say, oh, your dog will outgrow it? Because they lied to you. The only thing that dogs outgrow is puppies outgrow T-shirts and collars. But usually unwanted behavior, that has to be trained out of them. So to me, you've got a chewing dog that's being left unattended. That's a death, potential death or injury issue. Because a dog could chew something, swallow it, end up dying, or end up in the ER. So you can get yourself a rem remote collar, sit at a window, Watch your dog, correct it for chewing something it's not supposed to chew. Next. 
Melissa, how do I get my dog, Osito? He was with you in January to take a bath without jumping out of the tub and shaking his wet fur everywhere. What you can do is... Um, Osito. No, Osito. What you can do is hose the dog out down outside and you don't have to worry about any of that she stuff. She lives in like New York City. I know. Oh. That was a joke anyway. <laughs> sort of. I mean, I, wash, I hose my dogs outside. What you can do is this. Leash on the dog, put the dog in, have towels ready. Run the bath. You know, use the. I'm sure you're using a, the shower head, right? That comes off the wall. Use the shower head, and then dry the dog off in the tub. And when the dog tries to jump out of the tub, correct the dog for jumping out. All right, correct the dog for jumping out. You can also work on sits, downs, or a place. Put a put a put a blanket in the in the in the tub and turn that into an obedience command and do your duration work there. Next. Lauren, question. We had a new rescue literally dumped in our lap. Five-month-old German Shepherd mixed puppy. He's food aggressive. He's lunged at our golden retriever and one of our family members. We are feeding separately in the crate now. Any insight? So, yes. Number one, I was going to suggest feed the dog in the crate. So, as far as he's lunged at your golden retriever, one of your family members. So, he's five months old. Historically, that would fall underneath the bad behavior, not the aggression issue because he's five months old, but he'll grow into aggression, not grow out of aggression. So we need to stop that now. If I had a five month old German shepherd dog that was lunging with intent to harm. Now we have to make sure we identify it as with intent to harm. So dogs do lunge. That's what they do. It could just be bad behavior. It might not be within any intent behind it, but you still can stop that, especially against the human. Now, dogs during play lunge at each other to play. So is it play or is it not play? You know, you've got to make sure you identify that properly. But if you want to stop the lunging, the way you stop any unwanted behavior is through a correction. So prong collar on the dog, leash on the dog, it goes to lunge. You would give it a very firm leash pop. Next. Um, Kendra, hey guys, been watching for six months now. I really helped train my two-year-old Pity. When you give a release or say break, do they actually have to break the command? Yes, they do. They do. So the way we use break is a lot of times people will say, I say break and my dog doesn't break. And I think, oh no, I demoed it in my one-on-one -on -one that I did the other day. Um, do I demo it in the, in, we, in any of the- The new NCS one, yeah. The new NCS ones. The way you say break is you actually move backwards with the leash pressure. And I, we actually reward the dog on break a lot of the time. So we'll be like, break. And then the dogs get rewarded on break. So they're like, oh, I'm sort of done. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're like break and then we're like, okay, we're done with training. Like we're doing drills. If the dog wants to go back to the dog bed and lie down, so be it. Next. Blessing. Her confidence is way up then in the beginning. And the owner beats the crap out of her dog for doing that. So this is an almost isolated incident because she hasn't done that in a long time. That's the thing. She knows better. Beats the crap out of her for what? Biting people. Well... I'm not an advocate for beating the crap out of your dog, but there's there there is ways to properly apply a punisher that's a little bit more choreographed. Next. Melissa post a link to my Patreon channel. Thank you. Yeah, everybody join um uh uh Joel's Patreon channel because you'll get um great workouts and you'll get great meal planning if you decide to go that route with her. But the workouts alone will kick your ass. Because the last thing you need is the COVID-15. True story. Next. 
Uh, uh, Alex. Hey, J&J. I have a Belgian Malinois, eight and a half months old. He walks great on leash and doesn't care about people when walking. But when I stop to talk to them, he jumps, lunges, and barks. How to stop it? E-collars are banned in my country. So, so e-collars are banned in your country, but people still use them. Whatever country you are in, they're still being used. Because I talk to people um, in countries where they're banned and they still use them. But you don't need that. Give yourself a prong collar. If prong collars are banned, give yourself a prong collar. There's, a, there's also something called a bandana that works really, really great. And um, the way you're going to stop the dog from jumping and lunging at eight and a half months old, it's only going to get worse. So prior to a year old, um, between now and a year old, things are going to get really, really bad if we don't stop it because that's the dog's actually starting to come into sexual maturity. And the dog is sort of like, I hate to compare it to the teenage years, but why not just humanize? Well, you humanize the dog. A lot of other people do. We'll just humanize the dog. And everyone understands what that means. Oh, yeah. My kid was great until it became a teenager. So they can, re they can relate to that. Um, you can still stop it with um, a lot of different ways. So a very, very firm leash pop for doing it. So I would set it up. He's yes, you're setting your dog up to fail. And I would correct the dog with no and a very firm leash pop. So if prong cowers are, are banned in your country, you can always use a choke chain. I don't train on choke chains, not a big fan of choke chains, but you, you need to use something that's gonna that's going to um, affect the dog in an uncomfortable way. $12 top chat from Jamie. Hello from New Jersey. Here are three coffees for all your help. That's one for Jeff and two for Joelle. I don't have any questions tonight. I know, right? Just saying thanks for your splendid help. So Jamie, oh, thank, you. thank you. In fact, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to donate my coffee to Joelle. So, <laughs> so, nice. so yes. So actually we stopped at um, Starbucks the other day for the first time in two months. And you know what? I'm okay with not going there so much. Yeah. And I think Once we, a week. I think we went there because Angela was like, we just came back from swimming and Angela was with us and we're like, hey, Ange, you want to go like stop at Starbucks? It's like just a little bit of a special treat. And then I realized that like all those little drive-throughs add up over the course of the month. Yeah. So. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Like. Easily. Very easily. Like. Like. Yes. Make my own iced coffee Best. here. It tastes yes. just the same. Yeah. Um. Back to my little scrolly thing. Mm. Sid. Hey, J&J. Happy birthday, Joelle. Thank you. What was your secret for Wes going after other dogs? Keep correcting. Willow does this too. I mean, there was a lot that went into it. So do you want me to tell you the magic of it? It's our usual. Yeah, you can tell. Okay. So the way that, that was the dog was stopped was I do think. So here's the thing though. So there were like phases to it. Wes used to be the dog that would literally chase down dogs from a hundred yards away. Like right. he'd see a dog and beeline it. So I had to proof that I had to get a really good recall. So I at least corrected him from chasing dogs down. But then I was stuck with, if we came across a dog, you're fucked. I'm fucked. Right. <laughs> Cause he would not stop. Right. So then that's when Jeff came into the picture. Right. So, the, so then what, what, what I did was when I first met Joelle a couple of years ago um, and she started interning here and then, and then working here, she had a, a dog that was aggressive towards dogs. And I'm like, well, let's stop it because if we're going to, conveniently play chuck it you know here mm -hmm. or go you know we both like to go um hiking and we want to go take the dog swimming and we want to do two things with the dogs even going for walks um so what we did was i said let's just get the dog let's get it over with today so what we did was we i put her dogs with my dogs and wes went after all my dogs 
And um, I did something called, I went old school on Wes. And what old school was, was Joelle used the remote and I used um, a leash and some foot taps. And I'm gonna say that, and I'm sure that can be turned around, but I really don't give a flying fuck anymore about stuff like that because um, he stopped getting into dog fights that night. And he's not afraid of us. And, and he lives a pretty fucking awesome life, yes. if you ask me. So I think when, you when you're talking about aggression, this concept of, well, you know, if you had this, if you did this, if you did this, it would stop. It's like, no. If you make it really, really, really suck. And it, this is the thing is the difference is I don't do it out of anger. I do it methodically. It's a methodical process, literally a methodical process. Step one, step two, step three. And if you want to do a Skype, I'll walk you through it. I did a Skype today with somebody and I walked them through how to rehab their two fighting dogs. I think a lot of it too, though, like, yeah, you got to correct that stuff. But a lot of it was my relationship with him too. He didn't take me seriously. Like he was always up my ass, following right. me around, right. constantly whining, constantly demanding attention. He slept in my room. I changed all that. You changed it. All the, of it. Right. It's not just one thing. It's not. But when you get down to the nitty gritty, how do you stop a dog from going after another dog? Yeah. You make it suck to go after other dogs. That's how you do it. And people can tell you anything they want. They can say all kinds of magical stuff like, oh, you know, do this, do that, do this. It's like, that's all cool. Great. Now I've got a super obedient dog. Now I've got a dog that knows all these commands, all these behaviors, knows all of these tricks, but still wants to freaking kill dogs. So I'd rather have a dog that don't know shit, but doesn't go after dogs. Next. Kathleen, hi, I've been following your social media for, was there a top chat though that I just. There was, and we shit. missed it. Shit. Like not... it, 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 it will find it down there. All right. Yes. Whoever um, just gave the top chat, we'll get to you. Kathleen, hi, I've been following your social media. I'll find it right now. For, but I don't know, for a while, but new to this live chat, I ordered the e-collar from you a few weeks ago, but I feel like my dog knows when I have the remote versus when I don't and behaves accordingly. So what I want you to do, Kathleen, thank you for getting that e-collar from us, is number one is exactly, yep. Um, it's just super, so fourteen ninety nine from Julian, a super sticker. Thank, thank you, you so much, Julian. We really appreciate that for a super sticker. Um, so what I want you to do is this. Wake up in the morning, put the training equipment on. Got it? And halfway through the day, switch sides of your dog's neck and work your dog a lot. And work your dog through the stages of CS, NCS, and then correction. Don't just use it to correct. Use it to also train. And don't be in a rush to get the collar off. But a lot of people are like, I've been remote collar training for two weeks and he knows when he doesn't have it on. It's like, no shit. It's only been two weeks. And that doesn't mean you can't get results in two weeks. But let's, let's, put, let's put the time in. And don't be in a rush. Don't be in a rush to give it off. And the controller can always be on you. Stick in your pocket. Next. Pulsar dog training. How do you guys manage shedding with all of your dogs? I have one GSD that's fed raw and I have tumbleweeds of hair daily. Um, Joelle's big on vacuuming. Just complaining about that earlier. I vacuum every day. So, constantly. But even pre-Joelle, um, I didn't have, my dogs have an outdoor almost life where 
if they were inside, they were in my office. Right now, I'm staying at the training center because it's where when we did layoffs, um, I'm picking up a lot of shifts, and I do work until you know eight, nine, ten into the night, and it just makes it easier. And then I start my day at four, and the gym is closed, so I just work out literally fifty feet away, hundred feet away, um, that way. Um, and it did, and so my dog, I just swept out my dog's room every day, but when they would go into my office, so they were pretty much limited to their outdoor kennel ish area, which is like a four season sunroom, which had access to 2,500 square feet. And then my office, um, cause we, I would do stuff all day long. And then at night it's like, I'm done with you guys. Good, good night. Next. Um, Nancy says, hi guys. Hey. Kathy B says happy birthday. Thank you. And then my dog truck is disgusting. Your dog truck is real bad. Yeah. So I also meticulously vacuum my car. No, I don't. I'm obsessed with vacuuming. Yep, you are. It's really therapeutic. If you think about it, the, the, uh, uh, car wash has got the vacuums on again. I can't wait to go. Yes. Sarah bug art. Can I walked past a barking dog a couple days ago? No reaction. His hackles didn't even go up. Such an improvement. I'm so glad. Awesome. Sarah bug art. That just, that's code word for you're doing a lot of good work. Nice. So good job. Pulsar dog training. Can a dog suffer from PTSD? So, I don't know if it would be called PTSD, but can a dog struggle with trauma? Can a dog have negative associations? Negative associations, yes. Next. But, I'm, but I'm not going to say a dog has PTSD. Just like I'm not going to say you should like go to an animal communicator. I, what I'm going to say is, you know, especially one that will do it over the phone. Okay. <laughs> Let me talk to your dog. Put like, the phone up to his ear. Like, I don't even need to talk to the dog. Is the dog in the room? Oh, I actually don't even need the dog in the room. What's your dog's date of birth? Um, oh, I'll tell you everything you want to know about your dog. Um, so, um, but yes, dogs can have negative associations and absolutely react on those. Next. <gasps> Barbara, now that I'm home 24-7, I've noticed he has become very protective. Right. So, Barbara, what I want you to do is work on the place command, which means your dog goes off to a spot. And then also I want you to make sure you kennel your dog up for a couple hours a day. Not bad dog going in the kennel. It's like, oh, it's two o'clock. It's time to go in the kennel. P.S. He's an Akita. Oh, and you're an Akita. So, um, so you need a bigger crate. So, and then I also want you to teach that dog the out command, which means get out of here. And then I want you to learn how to, to correct your dog for being protective. Historically, that would be a remote collar. And if you're not using a remote collar, you can get a remote collar. Just make sure you get thick fur contact points because you want to go through all that Akita fur next. Arvish, hi J&J, just wanted to know which contact point is best for short double coat dogs and which short titanium contact point should I use, five eighths or three Jeez. eighths? Micro or three quarter uh, okay. long contact? So Arvish, <laughs> uh, okay. That's a mouthful. That, what I want you to do is this, go to ecower.com, contact them, ask them. And I'm not trying to blow you off, but ask them next. Oh my God. Why am I going so know. much? What's my problem? I'm boring you. I think so. Yep. I think it's the first time I've sat down all day. It's like hitting me. Yep. Ronnie, how would you recommend socializing a nine month GSC that hasn't been around other dogs except my other female? He does fine with my other dog. He's just fearful of other dogs. So Ronnie, what you need to do is this is going to take some, some skill set. I don't know your skill set. I don't know your dog's skill set. And then the dogs that it meets what's their skill set and what are the other humans around its skill set there's a lot of variables so you want to try to find a place that's got um uh, a socialization 
and they know how to advocate for both dogs. Okay. Um, not a dog park. Um, you can hook up with some friends, not through Tinder, but hook up with some friends. Um, friends. And that, right. Friends. Okay. Everyone's got different rules for friends. Okay. I know what your rule is, Joelle. Um, so what you want to do, what you want to do is you want to make sure you agree that like, this is allowed. This is not allowed. This is allowed. This is not allowed. You don't need a safe word or anything like that. It's not that kind of situation right next. Um, Pulsar dog training. Do you think dogs are actually abused as often as people say they are? I hear a lot of the same stories for rescue dogs, usually bait dog stories or fighting dog. Um, yes, I believe that every single dog that comes out of a shelter was found in a trash can in a Budweiser, you know, Budweiser box or living in the basement of a drug dealer. And they raided the house and that they took the dog. I had somebody attend one of my seminars that her job, this was her full time job, was to write sob stories for dogs, get them posted to get them adopted. Now, I'm not saying dogs are abused, not abused. As far as I'm concerned, your dog's 25 pounds overweight, that's abuse in my book. You not, you not taking your working dog, doing some, doing some stuff for that dog, that's abuse in my book. You know, so, but physically abused, I think the sob story is to get in the cash. Next. Ant girl. Yo, you haven't been on here in forever. Hi, guys. I hope you're doing okay. Since I've been watching uh, my interest in training dogs has grown. Now I'm studying with a trainer and learning a lot. I hope I can help, hope I can help people with these skills later. So Ant Girl, proud of you. Just remember, work on your human skills as much as your dog skills. Next. Dana Walters. Hey, guys. Happy birthday, Joelle. Thank you. Thank you, Dana. Lori, would flooding with guidance work with a dog who is skittish and distracted around a nail gun? House on Walkeroo is under construction. It would. So again, the great thing about that is you got the combination of the compressor and then the gun going off. You can download that sound from YouTube. And then also keep your dog in a proper heel, teach your dog a down, and start proofing that dog with the sound effects, and then bring it out in the real world. Next. Dorsey, thanks for the advice, by the way. I put it on outside while she was distracted. Just wondering if she'll ever get used to it if we keep sneaking it on her. Okay. So Santa, um, Santana, on Monday's show, which was the first time I've seen you on the show, thank you so much for being a fan. You shouldn't be sneaking a, dog, a prong collar on a dog. So for some reason, you've got this preconceived notion that the prong collar is a bad thing. Do you sneak a martingale on a dog? A flat buckle collar on a dog? Do you sneak a head halter on a dog? Do you sneak a, and I'm being serious here. Why is it that the prong collar is what you sneak on there? Because you, and this is not an accusation of you, and I'm being very respectful. And if you haven't seen my show, I'm very, very blunt. And, I'm, and, and if I come across as rude, it's never meant to be rude at all because I want you to win. I really want you to win and I want that dog to be well-trained and kept in your family to the end of its natural life. But but you don't have to sneak a prong collar on a dog, but something about it mentally for you, you think the prong collar is bad. That's why the, that's why the question comes from. So the root of that question is, I think prong collars are bad, therefore I've got to sneak it on my dog. There should be no fucking sneaking whatsoever. Come over here, dog. This collar goes on you. Let's go. Next. Aunt girl, happy birthday, Joelle. Thank you. 
blessing. My puppy is 15 weeks. She hasn't had a ton of dog socialization, but I did my best. She's friendly, but gets aroused. I saw a statue of a dog, got hackles, tail tucked, and let out a little bark. I gave a minor correction and thought nothing of this, but is it serious? No, it's 15 weeks old. Next. Cody, happy birthday, Joelle. I hope you have a great day. Thank you. JG, with the flooding, my dog gets spooked when you shake a garbage bag as when you were trying to open it. Do you have someone shake the bag, then treat while the dog sits there, even if they're wide-eyed? So put the dog into a sit-downer place, um, and what you're going to do is, all depends on what you're doing. If the dog normally flees, but they're sitting there wide-eyed, that's an improvement. You can mark that. The goal is to get your dog to be less aroused and literally not give a shit about the bag. But you can just remove the, this is what I would do. Get a clicker and get some food and get the garbage bag and put the garbage bag box, if it comes in a box, okay, or a roll on the table or on the floor. The dog makes no reaction, click and reward. Take the garbage bag off the roll, no reaction, click and reward. Slowly open up the garbage bag. No reaction. Click and reward. You see where we're getting with this? We're counter conditioning. Next. Um, Jessica, when do you use momentary and when to use continuous on the remote? Example, NCS stage. So if you watch our, you watch our videos, all of our obedience training, it, it learning is on continuous. Working level, pressure on, pressure off. Next. Um, Ronnie, how do I work on duration for my dog to stay in down position for longer periods of time? So Ronnie, the way that you do that is this. First, let's make sure your dog understands down. And what you'll do is you take your dog through the learning curve down. And then for duration, you like walk away, walk towards your dog, walk away, walk towards your dog. And then if it gets up, you say wrong and you put it back into a down. After about a hundred times of that, 150 times of that, couple hundred times of that, you can start saying no and give a correction. So no matter how much of a reward you give your dog, your dog will not stay in a long down against an environmental. Food fails. Always remember that. We train with food. Food fails. Training actually fails. Relationship fails. Dog. One of my dogs went after a coyote the other day. Didn't listen to the remote collar. Didn't listen to me. I got a great relationship with Tex. Wonderful relationship with Tex. I can make grunting noises and he does what I want. Literally, I walk to the right. He walks to the right. I walk to the left. He walks to the left. I stop. He sits and relies. And if I make a, another grunting noise, he lies down. I got a great relationship with him. Plus, he's remote collar trained. Guess what? The coyote doesn't give a shit about any of that, and neither did he that day. So, but what will happen is a correction will keep him from going after a coyote. Next. Michelle, 999 Top Chat. So I got to help my realtor with her pit during the inspection. We started talking about dogs. Her dog likes to chase joggers. Since she lives nearby, I said, hey, bring over your dog in a bath towel. Awesome. <laughs> oh, Michelle P. Um blessing she'll play with all dogs and get very happy when she gets over the initial shock she's very friendly and even when scared we'll still try to play with the dog so this is the 15 week old puppy this is like a normal stage of the dog next 
Renee, hey guys, wish you could see Chief and how far he's come since you last saw him in November. Mm. He's still an asshole, but so am I. Thanks always for keeping your live videos going. I, I think you're, Renee, you, you're not. You're an not asshole. an asshole. I think they would consider you an assholeette anyway. So this is the this is the thing. Is that the proper term? Assholeette. Female asshole. Assholeette. <laughs> <laughs> so many things, just like. So <laughs> anyway. So um. I'm glad that you're making progress. That was Texas, wasn't it? Yeah. That was Texas. Yeah. Next. That was in November. Haley, how do I help my boykin conquer spaniel with anxiety around other dogs? We have a 12-year-old whom she gets along with, but when she sees other dogs now, she tries to attack, lunges at the face of the other dog, drools uncontrollably, and cries. She is great with people, but other dogs she sees red, and it takes a lot to get her out of that state. So a lot of dogs are good with people, but not good with dogs, different species. So... But let's, where's the word? Okay, let's, let's get rid of the word. Let's get rid of the word anxiety in that question, Haley. Let's get rid of the word anxiety, okay? When the real question is, how do I get my dog to stop lunging at the face of other dogs? Let's focus on that, okay? So it's possible that the other dog is putting too much pressure on it, okay? Then you'd have to prevent that. But... If your dog is just randomly just lunging at other dogs' faces, that deserves a correction. And the fact that you said she sees red and it takes a lot to get out of that state, I've got a feeling your dog gets overly aroused and is getting past the bad behavior stage and going into the aggressive, I'm trying to hurt you stage. So what I would do is I'd give that a correction and then eventually get your dog to exist around other dogs. But you've got to find some stable dogs that will like exist around your dog next jasmine when doing the flooding with guidance how long is typically appropriate to keep her in that situation or what signs do i look for so i'm a big fan of i don't want to say the word overloading but maybe for the first couple sessions just a little bit but at some point i'm going to keep that dog in that uncomfortable situation for long periods of time why because it's called reality that's why it's called reality. And if you want to take your dog, I don't know, anywhere, anywhere. <laughs> and how about if it's afraid of thunder and you're, you're outside and it starts raining, but you go like into an outdoor cafe that has an umbrella and you stay dry. I want my dog to be able to deal with that thunderstorm for a while. I want my dog to deal with vibrate like if you live in new york city the ground vibrates because mm -hmm. you've got the subways that go underneath yeah, dog that's scared of cars going by yeah so i want my dog to be able to deal with environmentals that makes it nervous for long periods of time but it's hard it takes we have to stop thinking with our heart and think with our head and sort of be emotionless which is hard for owners to do i don't like to see my dogs nervous i don't want to see my dogs afraid i don't want to see my dogs in pain I'm in the same boat. I'm a human too. And, but I've just done it so many times that I can be methodical about it because I've done it so many times that I know that if I keep up with this historically, I'm going to get past it. Where a lot of owners, what happens is they don't see the end result because they've never done it or they haven't done it in enough times or they haven't done it with enough dogs. But when you talk to somebody that's done it with a lot of dogs, they're like, yep, that's normal. Like that's normal. Mm -hmm. It's like talk to anybody that works in like an ER or 
um, a rehab center for drugs and alcohol. They're like, yep, you're calling me names. Yep, you just pissed yourself. Yep, you're, you're, we got to tie you down. Yep, you're calling me more names. That's normal. You'll apologize tomorrow because I've seen it so many times, right? So same thing. It's like if you had a, you know, when, when, when a first responder responds to a car crash, the worst thing they can do is freak out when they see you. Hopefully they've seen enough car accidents to be like, yep, that's what happens when your head goes through the windshield. That's what happens when the steering wheel crushes your chest. Yep, we've seen that before. This is how we're going to handle it. Next. Um, Kelly, okay, thank you. I've used different e-collar. This is just a new brand. His old e-collar was set at two. Sorry, I should have asked that differently. Well, don't, Kelly, don't apologize for anything. I mean, I don't apologize for my fucking crappy behavior. So, uh. you know, so what... What, and your behavior was not crappy either. I'm just saying in general, don't apologize. So don't worry about the setting. Like get off the number. Like get off the numbers go up and down. Put it this way. Two of my dogs respond to single digits on an e-collar that goes up to 100. Those same two dogs blow through 100 around prey. Think about that. Literally, it's single digits. They're like, oh, fuck. Prey? 100? They're like, I might as well have it off. Next. Harmon, during leash walk, passed a huge dog pulling crazy. It was like, don't let go of that leash. My dog started lunging. No reactivity to date. Walked through it and got back into position. Okay? Or missed opportunity. Um, You did the best you could. You did the best you could. It's not uncommon for a dog. I think it takes a lot. There are dogs that just don't give a shit that naturally just can walk past lunging dogs. But um, it's not uncommon for a dog that when it sees a lunging dog that's coming at it to to freak out like that. So, I mean, I'd go hunting for dogs. Mm -hmm. I'd go hunting for out of control dogs. And there's a lot of them out there right now because a lot of people, a lot of them, out there. Lot of them are people are walking their dogs and normally don't there's walk their dogs. So, um, and then just work on, you know, work on, recognizing signs of um, the dog loading, which is like, or ready to like behave, misbehave and correct that next. It's funny. Rangers go home today. There were just so many dogs out and I'm like, there's a reactive dog up ahead. And his, <laughs> his owner's like, it's not doing anything. I'm like, just wait. We walk by lunges at Ranger. He's like, how did you know? I'm like, yeah. it's so obvious. It's so obvious. Like, you can tell. You can tell. But you go hunt. Well, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's fun because a lot of our clients used to avoid dogs. Yeah. Now, now they hunt for them. Oh, yeah. Now they're like, well, man, let's, hunting for them, let's yeah. go find a dog. Oh, and then we saw a really well, I'm like, look at that dog. And I'm like, that's Murphy. That's one of our client <laughs> dogs. I'm like, hey, guys. He's like in a perfect heel. I'm like, oh, that's why. <laughs> um, Ronnie, glad I'm one of your Patreon members. Enjoying all the vids. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Patreon's fun. Melissa posted the link to the Patreon channel to join a Zoom with you. Oh, thank you so much. Santana said, how did you train all seven kids? Santana, that's a really good question. I didn't train any of the kids at all. Um, my my first two kids, I probably wish I can reparent all over again. I was young, dumb, stupid, didn't know what the hell I was doing. I did the best I could. Um, uh, you know, I did the best I could. I did the best I did the best I could. I think I think all of us are doing the best we can. At least we should be, and we're trying to grow and learn. Mm -hmm. Um 
Next. Nancy, how do I keep my German Shepherd using the prong collar to stay in the front yard rather than try to charge out into the street after other dogs to play with? Should I use the red button to zap her and say no? No. No. You need to, Nancy, first you need to understand how the remote is used. And, and the reason why I'm saying that is because of the, the way you asked the question. And this is not a dig at you, Nancy, at all. It's not a dig at anybody. I've got mad love and respect for all my fans. Any of my long-term fans know that. The red button is just a continuous button. That's all that is. If you have it on boost, it might be set on boost for you. And that all is means is plus a number. You still have to teach the dog how not to run out in the street. I, I want What I want people to understand is that just because your dog misbehaves and you get this remote collar, your dog isn't going to all of a sudden start behaving. The only thing you can do with almost no training whatsoever with a remote collar is stop a dog from getting on counters, getting in the trash, um, picking up things that's not, not supposed to eat, getting in the litter box, drinking water out of the toilet, um, historically fence fighting. That, you don't need any training. Strap the collar on, make sure it fits, turn it up high, dog jumps up on the counter, make it suck. Massive amounts of discomfort for jumping on the counter. Dog pops off the counter and they're like, that sucked, I don't want to eat on the counter. But some dogs will still go back on the counter. Why? Because there's something good on the counter. Yeah. Dogs go through, I want people to understand, I'm sure most people do understand this, dogs go through underground fencing. Just to play with dogs. Yeah. They know they're going to get shocked because they do it more than once. They pace back and forth. They scream. It hurts. Underground fencing is way more powerful than a remote collar. So, and then Nancy, going back to your question um, about hitting the red button, don't let your dog off leash in that front yard. Next. Jessica, how to test the dog on knowing if he's able to be off leash with e-collar on? Um, get a long line and let it drag the long line and make sure it's got really good recall and make sure you're on the correction level. And then also find a fenced in area and then find something on the other side of the fence that's a high level distraction. And can you call your dog off of that? Here's a good, another good test is if you've got a dog that loves the ball, if you throw the ball, and you can't call your dog off the ball, like literally let your dog run after that ball, call your dog, will it turn around or will it keep going for the ball? If that dog keep going for the, keeps going for the ball, good luck with prey. It's not going to come back. Next. Um, Kristen, enjoying the show on the deck post-workout. Thanks, Joelle, and loving the content always. Much oh, love wow. Both. Look at that, Kristen. Proud of you. Good job. Crystal, what do you do with an anxious, whiny GSD when e-collar any level makes them whine louder, scream, protest? So, Crystal, that's one of those, like, fishing expeditions. When I say by fishing, it's like you've got to, like, you know, you cast out like this. You reel in a little bit. You let a, bit, a little bit of line out. You go like this a little bit. It's like, what's that magic number going to be? What's am I going to do? When people say, Jeff, how do you stop whining? Do I hit momentary, continuous, high, or low? The answer is yes. All of them. All of them. The answer is yes. But also, what I would also say, Crystal, is what's the rest of the day look like? Are you keeping your dog accountable in a lot of different scenarios? In a lot of different scenarios. Because I think a lot of people are giving their dog mixed, mixed messages. They're like, yeah, I'll let you get away with that, that, and that, but that you can't do. The dog's like, What? So what I would say is right now, buckle down on everything, take it all off the plate. Almost like you're trying to figure out if, what a dog's allergic to. 
Like we're going to take everything away and we're only going to add back one thing at a time and see what your reaction is. I don't know if I've ever used that analogy. Me and Brittany do. Yeah. You got that from us. I got that from I get a lot of stuff from you. Mm-hmm. Not my good looks. We use but, that with uh, yeah. Go Homes. Yes. Nice. Um, Ronnie said, happy B-Day, Joelle. Thank you. I was waiting for you to say thank no, you No, that was you. Me. That was you. Hater Slayer, I have a client that complains about the dog still peeing in the house, but she won't walk the dog on a regular schedule. What to do? Well, she doesn't have to walk the dog on a regular schedule. She just has to take the dog outside on a regular schedule, right? But if you've got a dog, but if she refuses to take the dog out, outside on a regular schedule, she's got to crate the dog. Or you fire the client. Next. Michelle, I think all the packing for the move for the move is messing with my dogs. Had a scrap between my two males. Yep. Wasn't bad. Ten seconds tops. Yelled at them to break up and then put in a, put them in place on the same bed. I guess it's okay now. Anything else? Um, well, I mean, if you if you yelled at them and they and they and they broke up, um, uh, the fight it wasn't that much of a fight. It was just all nonsense. But yes, moving is stressful. Moving is stressful. I think a, a, a lot of people. A lot. Of, this is going to, right after this. We're going to ask. Um, we're going to answer one more question. Then we've got to go. Unfortunately, but people can join my Zoom room or go on a Friday show. Um, um, what uh, a lot of people are living through some stressful times right now. Things are really getting fucked up. I think with marriages, parenting, and dogs right now. Feline behavior. They're probably doing fine because cats just don't give a flying fuck about shit. Next. Um, Kionda, last question, and thanks a ton for it answering last, my it is, question. It is the last question. Yep. Tips on a stranger, uh, straighter auto sit when walking my 14-year-old dog. He sits facing my leg. I think so he can look forward and behind us. Kionda. He's 14. Thank you. Your dog's fucking 14. Let him sit sideways. Let the dog sit sideways, okay? <laughs> but if you want to clean that up. If you want <laughs> to clean up your 14-year-old dog <laughs> Poor who's, guy. Been, who's been through fucking hell and high water with you, Keandra, because Keandra, you're probably not the easiest person to live with, okay, is you walk up against the wall, heel up against the wall, and you start doing sit drills up against the wall, and the dog is sort of like has to sit straighter, okay? And on that note, I love all of you. I really care deeply about you. Um, you're all very important to me. I'm proud of all of you. I'm proud of you, Joelle. Thanks. Make sure you jump on Joelle's um, Patreon page. Yes, we plug it a little bit more than usual. We're plugging some more of our paid services more than usual right now because we don't have $350,000 a year coming in from seminars. So we're like, we'll take $14 a piece <laughs> here and there. Oh, you've got an extra 10 bucks? We'll take that. My mug club, 15 bucks? Sure, come on in. Yeah. Cool dog tricks, 15 bucks? Yeah, we'll take that. Um, do a Skype with me. So, um, but we're never going to stop um, putting out free content. Um, we actually were talking about, you know, putting out <laughs> more free content today. And I'm like, whoa, let's put it out tomorrow. So, I'll see all of you later. <coughs> Take care. Bye-bye all. Good night. Good night.